0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading. Okay, here we go.
1: Jesus says, and of course this is coming right off of, in fact, we probably should read the 38th verse of chapter 13. Jesus said, will you lay your life. Will you lay down your life for my sake, talking to Peter? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. Now watch this. He goes right into this. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe you also in me. Some would say, well, he's talking directly to Peter. Yeah, but he's sitting at the table with the 11, Judas having already gone to betray him. So Jesus says these precious words, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be troubled. Your heart is naturally going to be troubled about this situation. About Jesus saying that he's going to die. Jesus saying that he's going to be taken from them. Uh, Jesus saying that Simon Peter is going to end up denying him. And the other disciples are thinking: if Simon denies him, how are we going to, you know, stick with Jesus, because Simon is the one that's always out there standing up for Jesus, wanting even to walk on water when Jesus is. Simon's the the one out in front. He's the number one disciple without question, the leader of the pack, the team leader, if you could say it like that. Uh, And he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Believe also in me. Believe what I'm telling you. Believe what I'm asserting is going to happen. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. Notice he's giving them the eternal view. Don't just think about what's going to happen here and what you'll have to go through to stand for me and my name or even the mistakes that you make. In my Father's house are many mansions. Some translations, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. Listen to this. I go to prepare a place for you And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Here it is. Here's the second coming of Jesus. I will come again and receive you to myself. Notice, not just generally to heaven, not even saying to the Father, although he said he He wants us to be reconciled to the Father many times. But he says, I will receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. I want to be with you forever. There's going to be a separation here. We're going to be separated for a time. But what I'm working on here with your salvation and what I, will, what I will be working on in heaven while I'm away in between the first and the second coming, I'm preparing a place for all those who receive salvation through me, who serve me, who sacrifice their life here on this earth for a better eternity. I'm preparing a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. I didn't just come to die to pay for your sins and then I'm out of here. You're on your own. No, I'm coming back because I want to be with you forever. I want you to be with me forever and ever and ever. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Where I'm going, you know, you know, I'm going back to be with the Father in heaven. You know this. And the way to get there, you know. Now notice this, Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This statement right here is what distinguishes Christianity from every other religion of the world. Jesus just openly says, There, You cannot make it to God, to heaven, to life eternal, to the afterlife in a good way, except through Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's the only way. I am, he says, the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Either this is true or Jesus is a liar. And we know Jesus is not a liar. This is absolutely the truth. That's why no matter what nation culture religion people were born into they need to hear the gospel of jesus and whether or not they've had a concept of creator god or not which could be accurate they still need to know but how do we get saved from our sins and go to the creator god verse 7 jesus said if you had known me you would have known my father also and from now on you know him and have seen him. That's interesting. From now on you know the Father and have seen the Father. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. We'll be satisfied if you'll show us the Father. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? <laughs> this is interesting. Philip said, show us the Father. And, and Jesus said, have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me? Now why is Jesus answering seemingly a different question. Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Now that doesn't mean, as some people would believe, that there really, it, there really aren't three persons of the Godhead. There's only one person who reveals himself or manifests himself as three different people. So it's really only one person of the Godhead who Shows himself as the Father, shows himself as the Son, shows himself as the Holy Spirit. But we see in other passages where all three persons are manifesting at the same time. Like when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. He came up out of the water and uh, the Holy Spirit descends on him in bodily form like a dove. A voice comes from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. So you have Jesus the son being baptized. You have the Holy Spirit descending from heaven upon him. And then you have the voice from heaven, the father's voice saying, this is my beloved son. Here are three distinct persons of the Godhead, all collaborating together on this one event. See, and so that among many, many others, where the Bible talks about the father distinct from the son, talks about the son distinct from the father and the Holy Spirit, et cetera, et cetera, that show us that The Godhead, God, is one God, but three persons of one God. See, and that's the way the Bible talks about it. So somebody said, well, I don't understand it. You don't have to. I don't understand how electricity works, but I believe it works. So that's why I flip on the switch and see the light come on. We don't have to understand all these things, but we should believe them because the Bible tells us this is how it works. And by the way, when Jesus died... (laughs) How could Jesus die and the Father not die if they're really one person? No. They are distinct person but one God. Okay, so Jesus said, uh, if you've seen me you've seen the Father. So how can you say show us the Father verse 10? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? Notice he didn't say I am the Father. Jesus never said I am the Father. He said I and the Father are one and things like that, but he never said I am the Father and I am the Spirit. So you notice the language. So verse 10, do you not believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but my Father who dwells in me does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. And this is something that Jesus would often say is the Father's has given me the words. Well, if they're the same person, then that's really... Something of a lie, isn't it? Because there really isn't one person giving them to another person. And yet Jesus asserts there are. There are two individuals, two persons here. One is giving words to the other and the other is speaking the words of his father. Verse 12, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to my father. I got to touch on this one. Verse twelve, John fourteen twelve, a famous verse. He says, "Most assuredly, I say to you, it can't be any more sure than this: He who believes in me, thank God, that's us. The works that I do, He will do also. This would include healing the sick, casting out demons, etc. Miracles happening, uh, prayers being answered. The works that I do, He will do also, and greater works than these He will do." Jesus said. There are things that I haven't even done, but those who believe in me will do those things that I haven't even done that are even greater miracles. Jesus is not trying to limit us from being able to compete with him with supernatural uh, Holy Spirit power, miracles, and signs. No, he's saying you'll do greater things. Don't you love this about Jesus? (laughs) He, He was doing what he was supposed to do, but saying, oh, you guys will do more things than I even will, by the power of the Spirit. Greater works than these He will do. Because I go to my Father, that last phrase, because I go to my Father, He ends up telling them, I'm going to go to the Father, but we're going to send the Holy Spirit. And it's by the Holy Spirit power, Holy Spirit's power, that you'll be able to do these things. Verse 13, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So notice Jesus said, when you ask for something in prayer in my name, It glorifies the Father for that to be answered. Verse 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, of course, 1 John, John's other writing, uh, one of John's other writings, 1 John 5, 14, and 15 say that we need to ask according to God's will. I, I can't be asking for things that are sins, compromises, wicked things and expect Jesus to bring about wickedness for me? Of course not. See, Jesus is talking in the context of Bible, kingdom, common sense here. But he said, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. A lot of people say, I love the Lord. Okay, are you keeping his commandments? Because that's how he said he wants you to show him that You love him. If you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Here it is that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. The Holy Spirit right now, he's saying, dwells with you, but he will be in you. When does, when did the in you come to pass? Acts chapter two the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, he said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Notice this. I will not leave you orphans. He doesn't say, find me. No, I will come to you. You don't ask orphans. You don't wait for orphans to come to you. You go to orphans. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Listen to this. A little while longer, he says to these 11 disciples, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. So notice this, you in me, and I in you, and I'm in the Father. So, well, Jesus and I are different people. Jesus and Simon were different people. But he says, Simon, you and me, John and the others, you're in me, and I in you. And the Father's in me and I and you. So notice he's talking about different persons being in one another. And we know that's a mystery of how exactly that happened, but we know it's reality. Okay, so notice this, verse 21. He who has my commandments and keep them, it is he who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. I'll make myself known to him. I'll reveal myself to him. So Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? How is it that we're going to see you, but the others, the other people in the world are not going to see you? So Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. So Jesus is saying, look, whoever loves me will keep my word, keep my word, my word, my word, my word, not just love me as a person, but what I say will keep what I say. That means obeying it, but it also means keeping his word in our hearts, reading it, doing what we're doing right now, meditating, thinking about it, speaking and such. You're keeping the word of God. And he said, those people who keep the word, I will come, he said, uh, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words and the word which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So he's saying what we're doing right now, God, that father, God, and Jesus will reveal themselves to us through the word of God. Praise God. Verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. He's saying, you're going to learn more from the Holy Spirit than you're even learning from me. And of course, knowing that after he dies and is raised from the dead, they'll be able to be born again. They'll have born again spirits to be able to grasp and receive these truths and insights. So he said, not only will the Holy Spirit teach you all things, but he'll bring back to your remembrance things that I've taught you that maybe you didn't understand, or maybe you did, but you didn't remember. And the Holy Spirit will be reminding you of those things. Verse 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you not as the world do I give it give to you. I Notice again, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Second time he says that. Don't let. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, You would rejoice because I said I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. You should be happy for me. And you should be happy for yourselves that if I go and and reunite with my Father and send the Holy Spirit, this is going to be the best plan. This is the Father's plan. You should rejoice for me and for the whole scenario. Verse 29. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me for the ruler of this world. Well, who's the ruler of this world? This is Satan who entered Judas. And so as Judas comes to betray Jesus, Satan is coming to take Jesus, to arrest him and to drive this whole process all the way through the death. Of Jesus. He said, But the ruler is coming and he has nothing in me. Now, what does that mean? Well, you know, if you give place to temptation, looking at things you shouldn't look at on the internet or your phone or whatever, well, that lust gets in your heart. Those seeds are planted and now the enemy can work those seeds. Jesus is saying, I have not compromised. I have not given place to anything that would have any hooks in my heart or in my life that Satan can latch on to. I've given him no place. He said, so he says, the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the father. And as the father gave me commandments, so I do arise. Let us go from here. And of course this continues to flow. He keeps talking right into chapter 15, another amazing, a favorite chapter of mine in the whole Bible. So, that's 14. I'll see you tomorrow for John 15.
0: Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, And thank you to those of you who have partnered with Solid Lives to help get this daily podcast and other resources like it to thousands of people around the world. If you would like to partner with Solid Lives, visit solidlives.com slash give. To find out more about the ministry of Solid Lives, you can be a part of this church planting and disciple making movement or for more great teachings and resources by Jerry visit solidlives.com we also want to invite you to check out Jerry's other podcast called the Jerry Dearman Podcast here Jerry shares with us at least weekly from God's word challenging us and equipping us to fulfill the amazing plan that God has for our lives you can find links to this podcast as well as Jerry's YouTube channel online at solidlives.com Thank you again so much for joining us, and we'll see you right here tomorrow as we jump into the New Testament Daily with Jerry Deerman.